and welcome to the next episode of the Holy Babble Podcast with me, Alec, and uh, next to me I have the lovely Paulina. And today we have a very special guest, Mary. That was great. <laughs> well, welcome back. And so today we're going to be discussing something a little bit interesting. A little bit controversial. A little bit controversial with lots of opinions. So there's not going to be we're not going to be short of conversations today. <laughs> but we're going to be discussing abortion. Abortion. Oh yes. Which can be. Uh, it, ma- it makes very people angry. It makes very people upset, mm-hmm. and for all the right and wrong reasons. And yeah, don't get. I'm already. I'm gonna tell you straight away. I'm, I get very angry about this very quickly. So. I'm so sorry. I've got a fire extinguisher in the corner. <laughs> we can put you out. We're all good. Half of safety first. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So Mary came out. Came to us all the way from lovely America. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio. You know it. Oh, so we are really international here. Yeah. On, on Holly Bubble Podcast. Yeah, obviously. We have UK, we have uh, US, and we have Poland. Obviously, Poland is the best. Just saying. Nice. America. Yeah, but <laughs> no matter what country you're coming from, uh, everywhere in modern wo- world we see the same problem raising and raging, which is lack of respect for life, especially for the unborn life. And this is what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, not just not just from a faith point of view, but also from just an just an everything point of view. Honestly, for me, abortion is has like nothing to do with faith. I mean, it does to do with faith. But when I talk with people about abortion, I never like bring up Christian values. It's more for me just pure science. Like, yeah. no, I agree with you. It is. It it is one of those things where it is. If I am ever debating with someone on this issue, I try to not bring faith in it at all. It's one of those things where you know, if you look at a a scientific standpoint and just human dignity in general like set aside religious beliefs it's just kind of yeah because when we look at the uh what bible said what god says he in many places in bible highlights the fact that he designed us from the moment we've been conceived mm-hmm. like in is uh, in isaiah there is the, the i don't remember the exact verse but there's like i just I formed you in the womb of your mother, and he has a plan for you from the very beginning. And when you look at the Jesus and John communicating through the wombs, even like John was rejoiced when Mary visited Elizabeth, and all those things. Like, if you are a Christian, being against abortion, being pro-life, should be just default position. If you, if you are a Christian and you don't, and you think that abortion is something that's all right, that killing unborn babies is all right and putting women through the trauma of losing their babies is all right that i i just i just i just don't think you understand what the christianity is really about because it's about love and respect for everybody no matter the stage of their life you are right you are right it is that you know if you're talking to another you know christian about uh about abortion you can literally pull up so many different passages in the bible that's like well no like from the moment of conception, life is there. From the moment of conception, we are human. We have a soul. We are, you know, we are valued. You know, God knows us by name. He's got that plan. Um, so if you're with a Christian, you know, you can bring that in. However, like, let's face it, in today's society, there is a huge non-religious population out there. Like, yeah. there, you are surrounded by so many people who don't identify with a religion, who don't practice any religion, 
And even if they do, it's very often very surface level. So they mm-hmm. don't even... A lot of people don't educate themselves on their own beliefs or, or the beliefs that they were raised with. Because that's that's the main reason why many people leave church. Mm-hmm. Because they don't don't try to understand it better. They it's just, just It's a habit. There's no want to understand. It's just a habit, isn't it? And again, it's a big responsibility. Because let's be honest, being pregnant and having this new person to take care of is a huge responsibility. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's... <laughs> I mean, like, parenthood is not easy whatsoever. Like, there is a, a huge, like, responsibility you're giving because it's not – you literally have another human's life that you are responsible for and, and to take care of. And I, I do think that, like, one of the problems we face in today is, like, when women are pregnant, like, you know, if you're in that, like, you know, picture perfect, you know, you're, you're married, you've got that family, you're going to have all the support you need. However, like, we do have a, a big – there is a huge population of single mothers, of women who are, you know, single and pregnant and everything, and, and they don't receive the same support from around them. You know, they don't have um, that, like, community that's like, oh, my gosh, like, congratulations, you know. Obviously, it's going to be, like, you know, it is is stressful and, and difficult, but, like, you know, there's not that huge that, that huge community to, to help them through mm-hmm. all of it, you know, because, I mean... When there is a lot of people to pat you on the back and say, you're doing great, yeah, exactly. but there is not many people who actually help you. Exactly, exactly, yeah. you know. And it's, I think I, I've seen that mm, many times, like uh, church and a pro-life community, they often care about babies to the moment they're born. So from the moment on, they are born and they actually need a big like financial and like just time help. I don't know if it's that for a while. Uh, they are being left alone, and that's that's a big argument that um, pro-choice community always pulls up and says, like, yeah, you only care about fetus, you only care about the babies when they're in the womb, and once they after the birth, you just leave the mother and the babies alone. And I, I agree kind of the argument because we don't see enough support provided for those poor women who are often left in a, such a difficult situation when they have to take this responsibility. But again, I think it's... I'm not going to get into politics, but I think it's also a big political game because uh, I've seen on this organization Life Action. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I follow them on Instagram yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they uh, they are very much working against Planned Parenthood, which is one of the biggest providers yeah, of abortion yeah, yeah. in the U- US. I saw on their Instagram story, they, they were doing uh, statistics from Planned Parenthood for last year and it was $616 million dollars that were given by government to Planned Parenthood to provide abortions. And how much more use would we have from this money uh, if it was put towards single mothers and towards helping those people and those babies who are in need? And this is not all the money. That is only money for one provider. And I just think it's a bit ridiculous, to be honest. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They they do get a lot of funding, and one of the reasons they're considered a nonprofit. So it's not just the government that gives them money. So many places uh, will donate money to them. I, I remember, so on Facebook, you can do that thing now where when it's your birthday, you can get your friends to send money to charities. And I remember, like, looking through, just seeing what some of the charities were. And I did not find, like, one pro-life, one pregnancy center, nothing of that kind of, you know, style of, of nonprofits, but Planned Parenthood 
was one of the ones on there. And so it's like, you know, there people will just like, oh, yeah, like that's, you know, because it's uh, they, you know, they do pr- like praise, oh, women's healthcare. So so many people are like, yeah, no, it's great. Let's do it. Let's give money to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well. When you actually read in what Planned, Planned Parenthood, this tongue twister for me, Planned Parenthood <laughs> is doing is, oh, it's just so upsetting. And the, the statistics that how many lives they take every year, every day, is just horrendous. No, yeah, you're right. And it's also like they just, the other sad thing is like they re- they do receive so much praise from the media, like all over, you will have celebrities just being like, oh my gosh, Planned Parenthood, you are amazing, you are great, but it's like, I think it was Ariana Grande last year, she donated to Planned Parenthood, I think quarter of a million dollars, and (laughs) she was doing like, I'm doing this amazing thing to help young women around the the country, and I'm like, yeah, by killing their kids. (laughs) 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 It's just, oh, very upsetting. But we we have been presented with this image that U.S., especially in U.S., uh, everybody is pro-choice. And I want to c- ask you, as a resident American <laughs> on the show, like I mean, I will I will safely say I'm I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not pro-choice. But there is a huge pro-life community. Like ever, I mean, I've been quite a few times, but like every January. They do it on around the anniversary of, of Roe versus Wade, which is the court case that legalized abortion in America. There's the March for Life. And you will have like hundreds of thousands of pro-life individuals there like marching for the same thing, for the right to life. And it, it is a it's a you know, it's an amazing thing. Like there's one point through the march where you're kind of walking up a hill a little bit and you like turn around and there's a sea of just hundreds of thousands of people all there for the same thing and it's not the one thing that is nice about the, the march Five. now don't get me wrong you, you do get a lot of like religious people there you know there's so many priests and nuns and church groups that go but there is so many people like i there there'll be people who like have signs that say i'm atheist and pro-life like so, like they're very much you know i don't you know, believe in God, but I believe that from the moment of conception, it is it is a life. There is, you know, something there that we should protect. And so that, you know, there is a good chunk of people who are pro-life, but I will say pro-choice people are just louder. They really yes. are. They're, you know, they're more vocalized because, you know, pro like I will talk to pro-life people all the time. Like, yeah, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. And, and I have gotten into debates, to debates with pro-choice people. But so often, like, people will just, you know, oh, they're pro-choice. Like, I don't want to offend them and everything. And, and It's quite funny how we feel like we're going to offend somebody who is supporting killing people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, but it is one of those things where it's, because you know people who are pro-choice get they do get so much more support in the average day-to-day media okay Mm -hmm. like you know don't get me wrong there's and like you said you follow live action Mm -hmm. on on instagram and and so do i i think lila rose is amazing Mm -hmm. i'm a huge fan girl you know it's it's fine gonna start her fan club yeah literally i will start a lila rose fan club but you know there is that you know if you follow them you know that's great and everything and obviously all the pro-life people will back them up and they'll back pro-life people up. But if you just turn on the news, if you're just mm-hmm. scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, you will easily see something that isn't a pro-life advertisement, mm-hmm. you know? Like, 
literally it's everything. not even advertising abortion is making it a like neutral thing because it's not like people it's not necessarily that abortion is encouraged I mean, it is. It's more like people who uh, do abortion being praised for it, for being independent and for taking that step. No, you're, that's, that is a good point as well. It is it is that, you know... Which is not saying that we should, like, judge people for doing that because that's also... No, no, and you're absolutely right because that is another issue we do face in the, in the pro-life community so often. Um, if you're pro-life and you meet a woman who's had an abortion you just condemn her you're like oh my gosh how could you do that but the average woman who has an abortion will suffer from so much psychological trauma afterwards because you know what they'll do whatever they can to admit they're fine they'll do whatever they need to you know they'll try to move on try to pretend everything's okay but there are so many women who who come out afterwards and say like no like a, a piece of me was ripped away when I when I did that and and you know and they're constantly you know they don't receive the support that they need and I I do believe the pro-life movement is getting a lot better with that is getting like you know you've had an abortion we're so sorry to hear that and we're here to help you through your emotional trauma especially now we don't like looking at the statistic how many hundreds of thousands of abortions are done every year is don't realize how actually how many women there is who had an abortion but just very silent about it. Mm-hmm. There was a statistic that one in three women in the UK will have abortion before it's 45. So that means like half of your friends might have been through this process and they just don't say about it. And what's interesting is that a lot of pro-life advocates right now are people who used to have, who, who did went through this and they regret it. And they understand the problem. And people who are pro-choice and are very vocal about it, but often didn't have that experience and they don't understand how difficult and how just life-ruining can it be for a person to, to kill her own child. And also I've seen on Twitter a lot of uh, men, whenever they speak up, oh. when they are pro-choice, everybody's like, yeah, you're being feminist, you're being in for, right, for women's rights, you're supporting... But whenever that pro-life is like, oh no uterus, no opinion. Like you see, like, and that that is really sad because, like, it it literally, you know, so often, like, you know, exactly how you said, if the man's pro pro-choice, it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're, you're right. a feminist. We, you know, you're on our side. That's great. But you meet a pro-life man, and it's it's my body, it's my choice. You have absolutely no right to say what I do with it. Which is, let's just. I mean, let's just stop for a second for this slogan, which is like the most confusing thing. Like, your body, your choice, but your children's body is not your choice. No, that is true. That I am, every time that appears, I'm just like, you are just lying to yourself. In, in, in that, because it's like the, the most known slogan for, for, yeah, for yeah. choice community, like, my body, my choice. But like, your choice is literally not your body, no, it's right. a separate entity with their own DNA their own organs and I'm just like ah yeah I'm gonna go off in a second (laughs) no I mean it it is so true it is it's very true but so often like I can't tell you how many men are affected by abortion my uh friend's older sister has a really good friend who when he was in high school he got a girl pregnant and everything and and he wasn't pro-life necessarily but they had agreed uh to keep the baby they you know because he was almost out of high school he was like we'll make it work you know it's fine it'll it'll all work out 
And she was like, yeah, sure, it'll be great. But then uh, she went behind his back and got an abortion. And it, it you know, he was really hurt by that. Because that, you know, though even though he wasn't carrying the child, it was still his child, you know? And mm-hmm. it's so often, I mean, because let's face it, there is the higher statistic where, you know, you have single moms, you've got dads mm-hmm. out of the pictures. But there are d- there are men who are willing to raise children on their own as well. You know, you do have single dads, and yes, they're not talked about as much as the mm-hmm. single mother because there's not as many of them. But you do have them, and it does affect it affects the fathers just as much as it affects the mom because it is at the end of the day both of their child. Yes, I think uh, fathers are very just ignored in the whole program. No, program. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? <laughs> <Yeah>. As a <laughs> resident <laughs> male, <laughs> as the resident male, uh, like for me, it's I say I don't debate it because you know generally, generally my opinion's not as taken as well as a woman's. So <laughs> the way I always see it is, I always think of the four, if that makes any sense. So I like I will always think of you know, the abortion's almost the last plead for help, isn't it? It's when all hope is gone, you've lost all of it. You see, it's rarely a quick fix. You know, most people aren't looking for a quick fix when they go to the abortion. They, you know, they're, they're at the last bit. You know, they've 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 got to there because of many things have failed on them. Some people are looking for a fix, and it's almost a method of birth control, but that's very different. So for me, it's it's the bit before. You know, it's it's responsibility for what you're doing because the the child is made with two people at the end of the day, and although the man isn't carrying it in his womb, it's you know it, it, he still chose to do to make the baby in the first place, and so it's. I always think it's taking responsibility for the action that you did mm. all those times ago and realising that the action that you did is actually made for the purpose of having children rather than seeing it as something else. That's where I think the issue is. I think it's before you get to abortion. Mm-hmm. I think the whole issue starts from the whole um, sexual revolution and uh, contraception and everything like that that gives people, that disconnects the, chi- uh, the child from like love of parents is like is like the side product, but it's not something that is like that has to follow because we have contraception, because we have abortion. Now we can decide whenever we want to ch- to have a child and when we want to have it, and that taking the responsibility for the action for for relationship that brings life. It's it's just people don't want to w- worry with themselves with it when they can take this all away and just have. Uh, sex and relationship for the pleasure of it and without any danger let's let's call it danger of taking responsibility uh in the future they're just gonna take it and it's so difficult to tell people like no you actually have to take a step back and go back to this time when you did take responsibility for it's just it having respect for that act realizing what you're actually committing to when you do it yeah just again we disconnected love from sex so that's a problem in itself no, that, that is a really good point. But I also think, like, kids, I mean, this might sound a little harsh, but, like, kids are such a commodity nowadays. So, like, it's like, I should be able to do whatever I want with my body. And when I want kids, I should be able to have them, like, right then and there. And you have all these women who are on birth control, who do all these things to avoid having children. And, you know, little do they know the long term that does affect you know, their body, yeah, like, when you take all these, this birth control, when you're putting all these chemicals in your body and altering your body's chemistry, it's, your body's n- not meant for that to happen to it, you know, mm-hmm. and so then, 
you know, so often we hear in today's society how women are just struggling, getting pregnant and everything. And it's because, you know, yeah, they're not patient. They want so kids now. Like, they've they've avoided having them for, you know, as long as they could. But now that they want them, now that they're ready to be parents, they should be able to have them right now. But also sometimes they'll they'll do that and they'll, they'll delay having kids and actually that damages their body to the point where they're going to really struggle to have kids because they didn't want them earlier. So because they haven't waited, because they've wanted to wait and not, and have wanted control, it's actually taken control away from them in some way. Yeah, it becomes that this this everything kind of connects. Like you have people who go on to contraception and all that stuff to uh, avoid being pregnant. When they got pregnant, uh, they, they, when they get pregnant, they get abortion. But then they struggle to get kids in the time they want the kids, so they go into in vitro. And it's like all those things are like connected in itself. It's all Be- control. Yeah, all because control. we want the control and we don't want to take responsibility. We want to decide when we take it, and. But if, but let's say if you're in a secular society, we're taught that we can have control over everything. We can control what career we do. We can, you know, everything is under our control. So therefore, why shouldn't life be under our control? Why can't we do euthanasia? You know, and kill ourselves. We want. Why can't we do this? And you know, why can't yeah. we just control everything? But there has to be a line because clearly we can't control everything. Clearly we can't. Yeah. The m- the main question that always I think comes up whenever there is abortion discussed uh, is when at what point the fetus becomes a human because like it's the whole thing about human rights in what at what point do we assign the fetus with human rights because the first human right is life to live and we kind of rejecting that from the fetus if you're christian you're taught moment of conception you are human but in a secular society you can literally so many people, it's, ah, oh, you know, when they take their first breath or, you know, you do have some people like, oh, well, when the baby does have a heartbeat in the womb, then it's a person. You know, you do have a strong amount of, of people in this world that are like, well, if there's a heartbeat in the sonogram, then no, you shouldn't be my able to kill my it. My, my question to that one would be, when someone has a heart attack and their heart stops beating, are they do, do they cease to be a person? That would be my argument. No, exactly. Like, should you bother resuscitating them? Exactly. Well, it's, I think it's all about what you consider life is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously we're, we are Christian, so we believe life is willed into, into existence by God at the moment of conception, and he's already planned it beforehand, so he knows it's going to happen. And so actually, you know, life has been inevitable, and life forms at that very point. But it's almost as though there's already been a lot of build-up to that life being formed almost. So that's what we believe. So we believe it's when the soul is there, and that's at the conception, so that's fine. But for other people, you know, who don't believe in soul and things like that convincing them through science is tricky but there's no point that you can like show like this is the point when the, the human starts mm-hmm. when the fetus stops the human starts you were saying about heartbeat and the heartbeat actually starts uh, for fetus on 20 se- on 22 days which is like, three weeks fourth mm-hmm. week of pregnancy but, like there's plenty of times where women don't even know they're pregnant yeah but usually by the time yeah. women maybe will find out that she's pregnant the brain, the uh, neutral plate forms at four uh, at sixteen days, which is like the, the the base for your brain and for your spine cord. And the breathing starts at fifteen weeks. So usually, before you know that you're pregnant and you can make this deci- deci- decision that you don't want the child, the child is already a human, even if you don't look at it from like religious perspective. It's still no, yeah, that no, you're absolutely right. And I remember getting into the argument, and it's it's kind of similar to what you were saying about the 
you know, if you have a heart attack, should you, are they not a person anymore? Should you not resuscitate them? Um, I got into a debate with someone because their their stance was when that baby takes its first breath, then mm. they are a human. And I remember thinking like, well, my one of my siblings was born with the umbilical cord around her neck. Mm-hmm. Like when she was born, she couldn't breathe. Like she came out blue. You know, so she she was there, like, moving and, like, her, you know, trying to breathe, but she couldn't. So was she not a human then? Hmm. Like, could they have been like, mm, well, I mean, she's not a human and we really don't have to save her if we don't. You know, if my could my parents have been like, nah, don't, don't worry <laughs> about it. I know that sounds really harsh, but, like, you know, could they? Yeah, but when you have people who want to uh, legalize abortion up till death, that birth, oh my god, up till birth. <laughs> <laughs> I could have brought anyone up to death, that's good. No, you have people who want to legalize abortion uh, up to the moment of birth. Then you have peop- uh, kids who were born at seven months uh, and they are treated as a human, but then you have nine months fetus who's been killed. And how do you... What would you do with a premature baby? Exactly. What do you do with a premature? It, it only depends whatever mother wants it or not. If but it's a human or that... So that's control again. Yeah. yeah. And it's so unfair. It's, it's original. Sure. Yeah, you, but you also have those people who are like, well, if it can't survive on its own, then it's not a human. But I'm sorry, my three-year-old sister could not survive on her own. Like, she's three. I can't you know. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, our whole lives, we do need that help. You know, a baby... Well, like, if you just, like, lay a baby down, you're like, cool, survive on your own, <laughs> go for it, like, live life to the like, fullest. It. It's not going to, you know, they're not going to be able to because they can't, you know. They are, they're babies, they're children. Like, you know, they can't survive on their own. I think, I think, I think like in a way, it's us exerting our power over someone else, in a way, isn't it? Because then you're, you know, you have power over this thing inside you. You see it as lesser than yourself. Otherwise, how would you be able to kill it? If you saw it as equal to yourself... How would you be able to kill it? I mean, you could, but it's again, you don't have respect for it. But you do have, you do have all these people, all these pro-choice people who, you know, they they have all these arguments and everything. And I know there there's so many women out there who have had abortions, you know, are okay with abortions, and all these arguments that they say, they're trying to also convince themselves because mm-hmm. there is something deep down, you know, if it wasn't wrong there wouldn't be such a controversial debate about it you know if it if it wasn't wrong there wouldn't be this you know split society where it's you know you have people who are like no abortion is absolutely wrong and then people are like nah do whatever you want it's great you know like there is such a a split society and there wouldn't be that in if it if it was okay you wouldn't have such two extreme sides if it was okay, you know, you do have so many pro-choice people that the only person they're really trying to convince is themselves, you know, that mm-hmm. they've made the right decision, that it is okay. Which is, again, comes from the fact that there are so many women who had abortion, but they stay silent about it mm-hmm. because it's, it is still a taboo. It's still, like, such a personal, like, delicate matter that you don't want to really boast about it because, like, we had that in our instinct, I guess, in deep down, like, we know that we did something that's not right. That like we've been saying um, in the other episode that you have that uh, sense of love that that is within, and who put that in you? I, I think remember. it's the same, the same sense of like love and sense of hum- uh, being human. That 
makes you realize that you did something in, something wrong even if you don't want to admit it and it's again we need to treat those women who already had an abortion with such a respect as well and such a because they are going through something very difficult because i'm i'm sure most of them if they had a choice and if they had a situation that allows them to have a kid right now or provide a kid with the proper care and proper support they wouldn't have an abortion and they are victims in that situation as well because they're very much victims of the system of the propaganda that that's fine you can do whatever you want it's your body you don't have to worry about the child and they are being hurt, hurt so much that the only way from them to cope is to talk themselves into like yeah I'm fine I'm fine it's all cool and I think that's a big tragedy in that as well that we also tend to ignore because we focus so much on the kids that we also sometimes forget to notice the mother who are struggling and it's it, at the end of the day it's, it's 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 their it's what's in their head that matters so it's it's the fact that you know they thought there wasn't any hope the, the fact that they thought they had to do this you know that's so sad mm-hmm. you know the place they were in when they must have chosen or the you know, you know the whole the whole area they got themselves in is such a grim one yeah you know? We, when we discuss abortion a lot of, of times, uh, we have those extreme arguments like, oh, what if that was a rape or incest? But statistics shows that most of the time it's not. Of course, we have this difficult situation of women who've been raped, who've been in a horrible, horrible situation that they, they don't, don't know how to deal with it and they just want to like cut themselves off mm-hmm. from whatever happened. But most of the time... It's not. Most of the time, those are wom- the women who have different kind of struggle, which are more easy to deal with, that we can help them with. No, yeah, that is a, r- a really good point. Obviously, like, there are, s- like, women, you know, have been through very traumatic experiences. And you said something like, you know, like rape. It's they'll, they basically, they're like, want to go back. They want to try to go back to the way their life used to be before that very, very traumatic and terrible experience that they have had. And, and, uh, you know, so they're like, oh, like when if they find out they're pregnant, you know, they, they think that, oh, if I if I if I have an abortion, it'll be fine, and I can go back to the way my life used to be, and it'll it'll help me. But that's not always the case. And when when you do have that argument, you know, why? Okay, if we said, all right, abortion is illegal except in cases of rape and incest. Well, why is that life not valued? Why yeah. is that? Why is that not? The baby didn't what, rape what, yeah, anybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> because no, we, we I mean, have the baby. You're right. The ba- it's not the baby's fault. It's you know, and I, I, you know, I do believe that. Obviously, like if it's really only works if you're in that you're you are like Christian or religious. It's you know, I do believe that you know God tries to work, you mm-hmm. know, beautiful things out of terrible situations. You know, He does try to to bring something beautiful and good out of something that is absolutely evil and terrible, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that that a lot of women, you know, because there have been women who, who have had um, children after being raped and they say, like, the amount of, um, the amount of peace and that, that they had from their child, like, it actually helps them get through that traumatic situation a lot easier when they when they ha- when they kept the baby and everything and it, like I said before it's it's not the baby's fault you know mm-hmm. it's it's such a big thing to require from a woman to carry the child for nine months and deliver it when when she's been 
through such a traumatic thing. But again, it's just we need to provide more support for them as well because they're struggling so much. Well, no matter if it's if it's like extreme situation like rape or is it just like financial instability or like being left alone by your partner, we need to focus more on giving support they need because yeah, there is it's a cry for help, honestly. No, I agree with you 100% on that. So, okay, if I was considering having an abortion, which <laughs> I clearly, clearly could, and I was literally standing outside the clinic where I was going to have it done, and, you know, but I was umming and ahhing, what would you say to me? First, I'd ask you, like, why do you think this is your only option? Like, why why, why do you think that, that you have to do this? You know, like, what, are you not getting the support you need? Is it, you know, is it financial? Like, you know, there there are so many other options and there are people out there who are willing to help you. And, you know, I think asking that person, like, well, why? Like, why do you want to do this? You know, because you do, and, and being, like, very respectful and obviously, like, like if you shout at a person, like, don't do it, no, you're a murderer. Like, that doesn't. That doesn't, that's not going to make them change their mind. That's mm-hmm. that's not going to do it at all. You know, you do have to be that, you know, show them that there are loving and caring people out there that want to help them, that will love their child as much as they will, you know, that will love them as much as they will love their child, you know, like to have that solid support system, you know, that's what I would make sure that they, f- that they knew that they could have. And I would just let Mary speak. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, you, yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100%. I will, I will say one more thing for the man's thing. Um, sometimes it's the man who puts the pressure on to have the abortion. So yes. No, absolutely. Well, you know. like so sometimes, you know, we're saying the man doesn't have an opinion, but sometimes it's the other way around. No, there are, like, uh, there are so, so many women that are worried because their boyfriend, their husband, their fiancé, you know, whoever will leave them if they keep the baby and it's him or them and obviously they you know they can't imagine their life without them and so you know they do whatever their boyfriend husband says you know they they think that they have to but i'm if you know if 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 a guy is making you choose between a baby and him then i really don't think he loves you that much yes you know he's not putting i think he's not putting your needs in in front of his own Yes. Which is a bit harsh. That is a bit harsh, but, you know. Yeah, that's, the, that's the truth there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh why it's God. so important that we uh, also get involved in, like, pro-life movement and try to provide this support and this respect that those women need and they, so they can make the right choice and they can live with it and they can just be happy because that's all pretty much stri- stripping them down from uh, their happiness as well. So, yeah. There are lots of ways to support pro-life community mm-hmm. from following Life Action on Instagram <laughs> to <laughs> going on live on the marches and everything like that. I don't really... I need to get more involved in that because I, I have such a big emotions about it, but I don't do enough. And I think many people are guilty mm-hmm. of that as well. They did not do enough. I, th- I think that, like, I, I, I've always thought this, like, one of the reasons the, the pro-choice uh, voice is a bit louder... Uh, than the pro-lifes is because not only is it our voice we're trying to express, but we're sharing our voice with with those who can't speak, with the voiceless. You know, so 
you know, my, my, I might sound as loud as you, but it's not, you know, I'm also speaking on behalf of this person that can't speak, you know, and I think that we also need to make, you know, such a, a larger effort of, of being just as loud as them, you know, because we, we do have a bigger responsibility, like we are entrusting ourselves to, to give those babies a voice that don't have a voice. Yeah. We have to be very confident in it because science is on our side, <laughs> and we know we're right. <laughs> we just, it's just <laughs> basically, it's just I, explaining people and treating people with love and respect, so they can accept the situation they are in and try to to find different solution. Basically, yeah, I would say if you are listening to this and you have considered having an abortion and you've stumbled upon this podcast, please don't be offended by anything we've said. Just. There's one word that always sums up every single argument, and that's love. Yeah. And so long as so long as love is there, that's it. And all we would ask you to do, if you were considering it, would be please take both sides. You don't have to take everything we've said for for absolute granted, but please just think of love. What is the most loving way you can deal with the situation that you're in? And just consider that. That would be the one thing that I'd ask you to consider. Yeah. And there is support. There is support out there. Is ma- it might be not so easily visible, but there are people who are willing to help you. Yeah, and there is hope. Yeah. Always hope. So, yeah. All right. I think that will be enough for today's episode. I'm sorry for anybody we've been uh, who we offended. <laughs> and I, I'm thank you for sticking out so long with us. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it to the, the third episode that you do well. <laughs> you do well. It's only down here from now. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, thank yeah. you so much for watching. Uh, if you want, you can follow us on social media on holly underscore bubble when I'm chilling and doing nothing. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know what we're talking in the next episode, but... It'll I be good, whatever it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I don't think Mary's staying with us no, for next episode, no. but we'll try to no. get her in again oh because goodness. I enjoy talking with her. Oh, thanks, Cal. <laughs> You're not too bad yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're making friendships. Here, <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you, hear you uh, next week. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs>